The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what on earth happened? That? that is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world. She's becoming a royal rock star. And then... Everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories. There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas. Meghan and Harry, or M and H, as we discovered they're uh, called. Sinead Ryan finished the home show this morning, dropped her headphones, headed for the door, and we said, oh, hang on a minute, we need you, because Sinead has been a long-time royal observer and watched the Netflix documentary, Your Thoughts. It's it's an eclectic beat, I'll give you that. (laughs) Property and royals. My thoughts. um, Okay, well, that clip sums up... um, you know, the fact that maybe Harry didn't fully understand how hereditary monarchy works. Um, But aside from that, I've been doing this a long time, Anton, 30 years I've been following the royal family, all like generally all royal families. Like I learned nothing new at all. And I watched the three episodes back to back, binged them. You watched all three? Of course. Oh, wow. It was work. (laughs) And it was work, as it turned out. Um, I learned nothing new. I saw no new footage. Um, A lot of regurgitated stuff. Everything from, you know, Princess Diana's death to the Queen's coronation to hordes of photographers. Now, there was some element that a lot of it had already been kind of um, dissed by a lot of the press pool and the royal correspondents who said, hold on, that crowd wasn't for Harry and Meghan with these hundreds of cameras going, which would absolutely frighten the life out of anybody. It was a Harry Potter premiere. And these were pool shots that Netflix had taken. Look, I mean, Similarly, there was one outside Eton which looked like a phalanx of photographers was there on a daily basis. And I was watching that thing and no, that has to have been an agreed photo call of his return to yeah, school. Well, Robert, and then they went away. Robert Jobson, who's who's a very well-known um, uh, pool uh, commentator, and he's an accredited uh, correspondent. And he said there was a shot taken uh, which is looking down uh, on them. It looks as if it's a secret shot taken from a paparazzi angle of Meghan and Harry with the baby walking across the courtyard and it does look intrusive Uh, and this was shown at the beginning of the trailer and actually Jobson said I was there this was Nelson Mandela's their official tour to South Africa this was his courtyard we agreed the shot the location and the angle with the couple in advance so that kind of thing jars with me from the beginning now that's not to say that there wasn't a great deal of press press intrusion and harassment and all that. But it is worth noting that since Diana's death, uh, you know, 25 years ago, um, the rules around pool photography for the royals, especially with the children, has changed fundamentally. There is one press pool photographer allowed when, for instance, the kids are starting their first day at school or the first day of holidays or whatever. It's all agreed. And that photograph is shared among all of the other outlets. There's no question. And Megan said, oh, there's 40 cameras every time I would have brought Artie to school. Absolutely not. We're joined by Richard Fitzwilliams as well, who is a royal commentator. Uh, Richard, is is Sinead right in that this is, well, to to infer slightly, disingenuous in its portrayal of the level of paparazzi interest there is in them? Uh, Yes, I think that 
that's uh, what she mentions. I mean, it has received a lot of coverage in the press here, and I think that has been damaging when it comes to the credibility of it. Uh, you know, if you just take uh, just only, only the trailers, because a lot of the theme of this, a uh, tremendous amount of the three hours was devoted to the issue of the press, how they operated, the pressure under which uh, Harry and Meghan had found themselves and so forth. I would also say that they uh, uh, conflated uh, the, uh, the royal commentator with royal correspondence, with the with journalists generally, as though they were some form of extension of the palace uh, public relations. Now, that, of course, is, is nonsense. But I do think that this is damaging, because one has to bear in mind that this was not intended for an audience that, uh, like historians and journalists and so forth, will pick over individual details. It wasn't intended for... Britain and Ireland and certain countries where there is uh, a good deal of scepticism, uh, certainly among those who follow these things. What it was intended was to uh, see, expand the power, which undoubtedly exists of their brand in the United States and the wider world. So whereas there is a lot that I would complain about, most particularly regarding the two talking heads who were talking about the Commonwealth, this has been very damaging The President of Gabon, which is newly... Um, a new Commonwealth member, uh, has just attacked it. Uh, but this, people listening without insider knowledge, people who wouldn't have any idea about uh, where the shots were taken or uh, how the royal family operated formally, there was there were quite a few uh, digs and cracks at them, and also a, a mention of unconscious bias uh, regarding racism, which again, a lot of it was the press and race, and that is, it's, Damaging because that's what remains in the minds of those who aren't experts and who watch, well, three hours of this. And remember, we've got another three hours. I would add that there was no attack on a senior royal, which was what was feared. But it's worth remembering, of course, there are three more hours to come. And some of the quotes we saw in those trailers, and one of the trailers was time to interrupt the Prince and Princess of Wales into Boston. Um, that was damaging. I, I, I think we've got a lot to see uh, and possibly more, a good deal more about the courtiers and also about the reasons for Mexit. On the topic of how damaging it was, Sinead Ryan, the damage obviously on one side maybe to the uh, perception of the royalty. What of damage to the reputation of Harry and Meghan? Has it been improved? Has it been disimproved by this? I think the general view will be that there wouldn't be, it wouldn't take much, like, it's very hard to disimprove people's opinion of Meghan. Um, she, she's not well liked and she is seen as a kind of a you know, pushy American who wedged her way into the royal family. That, is that uh, universal? Is, there not, is it not a binary state where some think she is wonderful and a symbol of the future well, and some think she's the, the opposite? the interesting thing was, well, some of it is unfounded, but the interesting thing was that on all the walkabouts and even the ones that featured in this documentary, people were, Megan, Megan, we love you, calling out her. She was very, very popular, very well liked. The royal family liked her <clears throat> very much and not not least because the Queen in particular was just happy to see Harry happy. I mean he's he's an unhappy angry man who has been through a huge trauma 
uh, has a very unsettled life and finally found this woman who could make him happy. Why wouldn't they like her? Um, it was well known that she was offered plenty of help, uh, far more than than Harry's mother, Diana, was, it has to be said, far more than Fergie was, far more than lots of royals, more than Kate. Um, she was offered Sophie Wessex, a you know, the Countess of Essex, uh, for one, to say, look, would you mentor this young lady for a year? She, she doesn't know our ways. She doesn't know what's required of her. Give her a handout. Camilla was asked to do the same. And Megan said, nope, you're fine. I do this thing all the time. I know how this thing works. Um, I think she could have benefited from that tuition and, and from that help. Uh, so she was well liked. She was seen as a breath of fresh air. She was seen as kind of bringing in a new way of, of doing things. And if she had been able to do that, and I think she could could have done it extremely successfully, she probably would have done very, very well. What she couldn't seem to take and what she didn't want to do was this idea that you can go so far and no further. You cannot make political statements. You're not going to change the world. You cannot delve into certain areas. A lot of this is going to be about animals and children and charity work and all of that. Now, that is the Meghan side of Harry and Meghan. Richard, in respect of the Harry side of the couple, one of the things that's notable in the documentary is he talks an awful lot about the challenges in his life. He talks about the loss of his mother. He talks about the press intrusion. He talks about living in in a constant fishbowl, all of which is legitimate and all of which is undoubtedly challenging. As I saw it, and maybe I, I missed something, he managed not to mention any of the advantages that came with his hereditary position. He doesn't mention the unique education that he would have had access to. He doesn't mention the riches that he would have had access to. He doesn't mention the career in the military that was undoubtedly fast-tracked by virtue of who he was. Will that stand to him, do you think? Will people see this as, as, as um, complete indulgence, not recognising how lucky he was? I think you're absolutely right here because there was not, and I mean, this is in the entire three hours. I think that apart from the fact, a brief comment that the royal family welcomed Meghan and subsequently then uh, couldn't quite cope with the fact that there was a, she was an actress and American. Uh, I think you're right that Harry, certainly given his privileged upbringing, as you say, he has, as you also point out, been through a deep trauma and for many, many years, and all of this linked to Diana's death. Uh, I I think there was not one single indication that there was anything positive in the institution in which he'd grown up and which he, we all thought would uh, be serving and serving he and Megan were made originally. I was completely wrong, but I thought they'd be a brilliant team. I agree with the comments made about uh, uh, the fact that they would have been modernizers, that they would have been, uh, I think, very, very forceful, uh, especially with the opinion of uh, links to young people. No, no, there was none at all. This, he sees life, I think, uh, through a the prism very much dictated by Megan, and of course, all these shots in sunny California, then racist. Britain uh, linked to Brexit. I didn't vote for it, by the way. Um, uh, it's it's a very very it's it's a very narrow prism, I think. And I also he believes, I think, perfectly genuinely now that um, King Charles and uh, also his brother are trapped as royals. Hence the fact that there wasn't a single, and as I say, we may well in the second part see a lot that's derogatory, and certainly regarding, in the, in the, regarding courtiers. Um, 
nothing is is particularly positive. But to actually go further and bring the Commonwealth into the line of fire was something nobody expected, and that's caused a lot of shock here. But again, his popularity has plummeted with the British public, and what he's interested in, and what the Sussex are interested in, uh, is the wider world, what we don't know, and what would be fascinating to know, because obviously I was hooked as a royal watcher to this, uh, is what they intend to do. Will they be philanthropists, or uh, will will she go into politics? Uh, She could it's a possibility um what precisely uh would they plan to do when they may she could write a book we know harry's book spare memoirs coming out in january what is the long-term plan because there's only a certain amount of mileage to be gained which they could currently count on i mean a hundred million dollars is the estimate that people have said there have uh, been reported uh, links with the contract with Netflix. And also the other aspect of this that came across to me was the issue of control, apart from the fact that, you know, they've all talked about their privacy, and you've seen all your private texts and videos and so forth, uh, and it seems to be somewhat hypocritical, but the facts are that they control and they're obsessed with this, and I think that was one of the reasons why they and the royal family, uh, alas, fell out. Richard, thank you very much for your time this morning. That's Richard Fitzwilliams, Royal Commentator. Sinead, just on that to wrap us, 100 million quid for this. You'd figure the book of Vance must be in the tens of millions as well. The Spotify deal was tens of millions. Whatever about any of the rest of it, they are coining it. They are and what what is kind of disingenuous is that they're coining it on the back of the titles and this is the one thing for, for a couple that say we don't want to be part of the royal family we don't want anything to do with the institution we're glad we're out of there it's fantastic to be free they walk into every room as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Meghan has, has taken to calling herself in, in one of those you, you know those celebrities who have a single name I am Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. You know what? If you really want that freedom and you really hate all that you've come from, call yourself Mr. and Mrs. Windsor. Set up a chicken farm and just enjoy your life. Sinead Ryan, thank you very much. And thank you for staying around after the home show. Sinead will be back here at eight o'clock next Saturday morning with the uh, home show. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.